So whether it's simple couponing at the kitchen table or maintaining detailed Excel sheets for keeping track of our budgets or updating a five-year business plan just in order to survive, each one of us here, I suspect, probably has some scheme in place that helps us reduce costs and maximize profits. If we are going to thrive, given the economic challenges that each of us faces today, then we simply have to be shrewd in the ways of this world. And yet, knowing all of that, today's strange, enigmatic gospel from St. Luke still rubs most of us the wrong way because quite clearly, the hero of this story is a crook. Sugarcoat it however you may want. This manager is a thief who has stolen his master's funds both before and after he has been caught. He's an embezzler. And yet, strangely and yet, Jesus commends him to us as an example to be followed. Now, however fast and loose we ourselves may have played with our finances at times, it still strikes most of us who are church-going Christians as very, very strange indeed that Jesus should hold up this disreputable character for us to imitate. So what the devil is going on here tonight? Well, out of the four evangelists, St. Luke, who recorded this evening's parable, he had the least favorable view of money. For him, it was nothing else but filthy lucre. And as far as he was concerned, every single evil in his world could be traced back to it. And so throughout his gospel, Luke views wealth with very deep suspicion. That's why he tells us early on in his gospel that where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. For him, the constant struggle to accumulate more of this world's goods and wealth means that we are probably not working for eternal blessings and for eternal happiness. He is the only evangelist who records the story of the rich fool, the man who you might recall builds this huge barn for his superabundance of crops, crops that he believes are going to make him fabulously wealthy overnight and will put an end to all of his financial worries. But of course, that very night, when he finishes construction of the building, before he can even enjoy a little bit of this newfound wealth, he's struck down dead. The moral of the story, Luke tells us, so it is with all who store up treasures for themselves but are not rich towards God. Figuring out how to be rich towards God. That's really what this evening's strange parable is all about. Now, in ancient times, it wasn't at all unusual for those managing their bosses' financial accounts to add on a little bit of interest to the debts that were owed by other people, money that they would then skim off the top for their own benefit before the boss actually saw the accounts. It, it wasn't right, of course, but we know that it was common. And maybe that's what tripped up our manager in the first place this evening. Perhaps someone squealed on him. Whatever it was, 
This manager, he knew he was going to be fired. And so he quite cleverly calls in all of his master's debts and he starts cutting what each of them owed. Why? Well, we are told why. So that one of those people might just take pity on him and give him a home once he found himself tossed out on the street, which he did know was about to happen. That's how this dishonest manager used money shrewdly to his advantage by hoping to curry some favor and find a place to lay his head once he had been fired. And it's that cleverness that Jesus recommends to us tonight, not the dishonesty itself. Use your money to ensure your future home. That was what Jesus told us tonight. Obviously, it's not the brick and mortar house of our dreams. It's our eternal home with God that he is implying we should be investing in by using the money and the material goods with which we have been blessed in this life in order to achieve it. Now, let's be very clear here. Neither Jesus nor I are even remotely suggesting that we can buy our way into heaven. We had a reformation over that. It is impossible. Our salvation comes only by grace and faith in Christ alone. But for our faith to be genuine, we have to use the resources at our disposal to make this world a better place first, before even thinking about the next world. And so to use St. Luke's slightly exaggerated words this evening, we must use dishonest wealth to achieve that goal. That is why using our money ethically remains a constant con concern for Christians in this life. It's what our patron St. James means when in his letter he writes, you show me your faith and I'll show you my good works. When we pool our resources together to help bring a refugee family to this country, when we reach into our pockets and give money to help beat cancer, or support much-needed research to combat Alzheimer's or Lou Gehrig's disease. When we support the ministry of this cathedral and its many important programs, when we contribute to a food drive, even when we give some change to that man or woman begging out there on the street without a thought for what benefit we are going to get out of it, all of that is what Jesus calls laying up treasure in heaven. And so, with all due respect to St. Luke, if we believe that in Jesus Christ all of creation can be redeemed, then I have to believe that even the wealth that Luke views so suspiciously can be too, when we use it to bring glory to God by putting it at the disposal of the less fortunate among us who are created in his image and likeness. So no, we cannot serve two masters. We cannot serve both God and money. But what Jesus is telling us today is that we can take our goods and we can take our money and make it serve God. We make it work for God when we use it to accomplish the things that Jesus would have us do. Feed the hungry. Clothe the naked. Help the sick. Comfort the afflicted. Bring freedom to captives and proclaim to them that 
right here, right now, and not just in some distant paradise, that this is the year of the Lord's favor for them. We do it when by using our resources wisely in their service, we fulfill Christ's words that whatsoever we do for the least of our brothers and sisters, we do for him. That's not buying our way into heaven. That's making his kingdom come right here and right now. Amen.